mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Silicon Theory Podcast. I'm Sean, your host and moderator, and with me, as always, Sean P. So what's up, Sean? What's up, everyone? So we wanted to talk a little bit about the Rumor Roundup. It is only eight days into 2017, but already we have what seems like an almost river-like flowing of information coming about about new phones in 2017. 2016 was a terrific year for technology, and if you haven't already, check out our Best of Tech 2016 podcast, episode 16, and uh, get a feel for what some of the best mobile devices were last year. But for this year, yeah, man, 2016's over. So let's start with 2017, and uh, I think first up on the list of rumors is Samsung. Sean, what's Samsung got going for us this year? All right. Samsung's had the most leaks so far, so that's why we're starting with them. So after the Note 7 debacle, Samsung really has a lot riding on the Galaxy S8 and S8 Edge Plus, whatever they're going to call it, S coming Edge out. S8 Plus, Plus Pro Stylus Edition. So it looks like um, Mobile World Conference is coming up in February, and historically lots of phones have been introduced there. Uh, Samsung did an unpacked event last year for the Galaxy S7 there. But it looks like the Galaxy S8 is going to be a little later this year. Um, there's a lot of speculation. This is because they're doing some additional testing and changes due to the Note 7 incident. Um, but what it looks like we're getting is two phones, it looks like, yet again. Um, it looks like they're both going to be curved edge, probably a, a slider curve, more like the Note 7, but the normal Galaxy S8 looks like it's going to be somewhere between 5.1 and 5.5 inches, uh, curved edge, uh, 1440p AMOLED. Um, the rumor is that Samsung's going to move away from pentile matrix screens, which is a specific type of sub-matrix that's not quite as sharp as a traditional RBG sub-pixel matrix. Um, the rumor is that they're going to go back to an RBG sub-pixel matrix in their phones this year. So what that would mean for you, the consumer, is uh, in normal use, um, everything will look a little bit sharper. Uh, and especially if you're using the VR um, from Samsung, things will look probably considerably sharper. So we'll see if that actually comes to fruition, but it would be nice. Um, the Galaxy S8 Plus is also using a 1440p AMOLED discrete, uh, display. Um, and the size for that's rumored to be anywhere between 5.5 and 6.2 inches. Now, you're probably listening to these sizes and you're going, man, those are a lot bigger than the phones that they're replacing. And the reasoning for that is Samsung is rumored to finally be getting rid of the home button that has been on every one of their phones since the Galaxy S released many, many moons ago. Um, the rumors have been fairly consistent that Samsung is going to indeed switch to software buttons. Um, and there's speculation that you're going to be able to customize the buttons much like you can on an LG and that there's going to be themes available, etc. So um, this would be a nice change, I think. What this means also is the front of this, the phone is going to be majority screen. Um, the rumors are that it may be somewhere in the neighborhood of 90% screen, which would put it kind of in a class by itself. The only phone that's kind of in that same neighborhood is the Mi Mix. But unlike what Xiaomi did with their phone, the Galaxy phones are going to actually have a top and bottom bezel so that you have all of the normal sensors and the cameras and everything. Um, for Xiaomi, they put everything in the bottom bezel and have no top bezel. Uh, but I think it makes a lot more sense to have a bottom and top bezel that are just extremely small with the correct sensors, microphones, etc. And that looks to be what Samsung's doing. So, um, so the screens, in other words, can be a lot bigger, but the physical footprint of the phone is going to be similar to what they are now. And that's pretty huge. Uh, the renders and whatnot that have leaked out are pretty neat looking. 
we haven't seen anything quite like this before. Whether it'll actually look quite as good as the renders is another story, but uh, again, it's fairly consistent. Samsung's ditching the button. They're going to go to this majority screen uh, look. What you're talking about is a pretty significant move for them because much like Apple, they've had a home button in its... I like to refer to it as oblong bean shape for pretty much every iteration of the Galaxy and Note phone. So that would be a significant move for them. And if we are talking about something that's 90% screen, that's uh, that sounds like a really attractive product. I got to be honest. They, they have to do this. It, there's no way to keep the front facing button if you're going to start going to these 90% plus screen displays. Um, so the thing that this does, though, is the fingerprint scanner for the Samsungs is in the home button right now. So there's two sets of rumors floating around for what they're going to do. They're either going to relocate the fingerprint sensor to the back, like a bunch of other manufacturers have done, or there is some speculation that they have this in-screen fingerprint scanner. Uh, there's a lot of noise that Apple may be doing this, too. And um, uh, I believe Xiaomi actually did release a phone with this last year. Unfortunately, the feedback from that phone was it didn't work particularly well. So if Samsung is moving to that, hopefully they've cracked something. But long term, uh, with the way that the screens are moving to take over the front of a phone, they really didn't have a choice. They were going to have to get rid of this eventually, so it looks like they're finally going to make the move. Um, as far as other specs, we're looking at... So the newest Snapdragon this year is going to be the S835. Uh, it has an Adreno 540 GPU. This is a 10 nanometer processed chip. Um, I've seen some early returns from this chip, some of the the benchmarks. I just saw a Xiaomi Mi 6 benchmark that was over 200,000 in Antutu, which would be the highest score ever. It even outscores the Apple A10. Uh, but if you dig a little deeper into the benchmark, the CPU score is pretty similar to an S821. So last year for the Snapdragon 820, Qualcomm went to a four-core solution, two power cores and two energy saving cores. It was their custom architecture, Cryo. Uh, and when you looked at this architecture versus the stock ARM architecture, which is what other manufacturers tend to use, it was less power efficient and less powerful. So this year, it looks like, well, it doesn't look like this has been confirmed. Qualcomm's moving back to an octa-core processor, so four big cores, four small cores. Um, but it's unclear. It looks like they're still using some customization. So what we think they've done is they took last year's ARM A72 core, and they made customizations to it. So the benchmark is a little bit better than the Cryo was, but compared to A73 devices from a CPU standpoint, it seems to be lower. So I don't know what to think of this yet. It's still pretty preliminary. Um, the chip as a whole looks definitely like it's a step up from the S820, how much remains to be seen. But in the United States, it looks like virtually every flagship phone in the United States is gonna be using this phone. Um, however, internationally, Samsung does make their own chip, and that's the Exynos 8895, we think it's going to be called this year, uh, which is an actual A73 chip. Um, that should mean from a CPU performance standpoint, it's going to be ahead of the Snapdragon. Um, we'll see. As far as the GPU on that chip, it's a G71 with tw a 20-core variant, is what's rumored right now. Wait a minute, I'm, thought, I'm sorry, I thought you said 20 cores yeah, in the GPU. A 20-core G71 GPU is what's being rumored, either 18 or 20. Um, and it may need all that horsepower, again, maybe for VR. We're not really sure at this point, but that's the rumor. Uh, as far as other features, 64 gigabytes of UFS 2.1 dual-channel memory, SD card support, uh, looks like 6 gigabytes of RAM, and um, a megapixel front camera. The rear camera, it's probably going to be a continuation of the 12 megapixel low light kind of specialty camera that Samsung used last year. There were some early rumors that it was going to be a dual camera, but lately it seems we've gone back to maybe a single camera again. 
um, wireless charging, IP68 resistance, and probably the same metal frame glass construction uh, that we've seen from the last few Samsungs. So um, as far as battery sizes, again, we're probably looking at at least 3000 mAh in the smaller one and 3600 mAh plus in the bigger of the two. So pretty large batteries. Uh, going back to the chip on the Samsung 2, the Exynos is also built on the 10 nanometer process. So from an energy standpoint, both the Snapdragon and the Exynos should be more power efficient than last year. Um, with a bigger battery, we should look forward to better battery life. So Always a good thing. Um, lots of exciting stuff. Uh, there's some rumors that they're going to pull the headphone jack, just like Apple did. Uh, if they do that, I will take them to task the same way I did to Apple, which is... That they have courage? No. There's really no reason to do this that I can think of unless they're literally running out of room, which I'm skeptical of. If they do it, I think it's a Me Too move, which Samsung has been guilty of with Apple lots of times. Um, we'll see. The rumors on that have gone back and forth. There's been some rumors that the latest ones have the headphone jack again. There's been some rumors that there are flat versions, flat version screens being tested. There's a lot of information out there on different size screens too. What's likely happening here is Samsung's testing a variety of different models to see what works. So I, I think that's probably why the information is a little bit contradictory in some cases. It's almost as if they had a product that failed that they had to recall and now they're testing a number of different product lines to see what might be able to replace that failed product line. Samsung has a lot riding on this phone, there's no no question about it. Um, with the failure of the Galaxy Note 7, this is their big release. Um, Based on what I'm reading, based on their profits, it looks like 90% of customers that got rid of a Note 7 opted for another Samsung phone. So they were obviously to re obviously able to retain their customers. But they can't have two failures in a row. The press would be catastrophic. Um, and I think, too, the, the larger size S8 is a, is a way of Samsung trying to retain those Note 7 buyers like right away. There are also rumors that there's going to be standalone cases with S Pens, and you're going to be able to use S Pens on the larger of the two, which may mean it has a Wacom digitizer excuse me, built into the screen, just like a Note. Uh, we just don't really know enough at this point. Lots of rumors. I think it's fair to say that we're going to see larger screens, we're going to see the removal of the home button, and we're going to see this really high uh, screen-to-body ratio. Uh, beyond that, I don't know if we know a whole lot that's in stone, um, but we should know more pretty quick. The rumored release date is April 18th, so in the next couple months, um, hopefully we start seeing more leaks and maybe know when we get an announcement date because we just don't know that right now. But An MWC is next month, we said, right? Yeah, it looks like it's not going to be an MWC announcement. The rumor <laughs> is that Samsung is going to do their own event, which they have done in the past, uh, maybe in New York again. Um, I'm thinking back to the infamous Galaxy S5 event in New York that was one of the worst things I've ever watched in my entire life, so let's hope they don't do that again. Uh, I think Samsung's learned a lot. Um, they still make some of the most well-rounded phones on the on the market, and when you're looking at this the spec sheet for this phone, it, the rumors are almost in like the too-good-to-be-true territory. This is often the case, buy on the rumor, sell on the actual device. Absolutely. So we'll see if all of this comes to fruition. but. Based on what I'm seeing, if I'm just looking at this, there's a lot to like here. Samsung's basically throwing in all the stuff that they already normally do, and, and they're making some changes to the look, and this really super high screen-to-body ratio phone, the, the renders look really neat. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of a, it looks very futuristic. Um, so, 
They've got a lot riding on this. They know this is a huge year. They also know that there's going to be a pretty kick-ass iPhone coming down the line, so they really need to bring their like A-plus game here. And potentially another uh, Pixel release that's coming at the end of the year, too, that they're going to have to compete with. So, yeah, I think uh, a motivated Samsung is probably a good thing for all consumers, right? That's got to be it's got to be good for everybody. I think they're hungry. I think they have a lot riding on it, and I think they know it. And I think when Samsung's focused, they make some of the best hardware on the market. So I think that the Galaxy S8 and the S8 Plus look very promising so far. Outstanding. Anything else on Samsung? No, um, I would say the only thing of note of Samsung is there does seem to be more and more evidence. In fact, a, a leaked insider from the company is basically saying they are indeed going to release a Note 8. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a lot of speculation that after the Note 7 disaster, that brand may be permanently tarnished and that kind of may be the end of the Note line, but that appears to not be the case. The second half of the year, they are going to release a Note based on everything that they're saying so far. We've seen a leaked uh, model number for this, so there was some speculation, but it seems like we have confirmation at this point. Um, it's kind of weird. Like The S8 Plus looks like it would cannibalize a lot of the features, so I'm wondering what they're going to use as a differentiator for the Note. I guess the built-in S Pen might be the different differentiating factor. And retina scanners. Um, there is a, Well, it looks like retina scanners may be in the S8, but there is rumors also that the S... Uh, the Note 8, excuse me, maybe the first 4K um, phone from Samsung. And again, the reason for 4K is not because we need a higher resolution screen for daily use. It's strictly for VR. And for those of you that are skeptical, I put on the VR goggles and you can absolutely see subpixels and some graininess on, on the 1440p screens right now. So if you're a heavy VR guy, 4K, actually, there is a, a use case for it. For sure. For sure. Next up is uh, LG, kind of as we've uh, alluded to in uh, previous podcasts. The G5 wasn't necessarily the hit that LG was hoping for, in large part because they themselves shot themselves in the foot. But uh, what are we hearing out of LG's camp with respect to the G6? So what we hear about the G6 is it's going to be announced soon. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's going to be announced at Mobile World Congress in a couple weeks. Um, LG has gone on record as saying they want to release the phone earlier this year and beat the Galaxy phones to the market. So it looks like we're going to see an earlier release. Um, the G series phones have been, I remember at one point they were like October, November releases, and then it shifted back to September and we've been kind of like shifting further and further back. And it looks like the G6 is going to shift it back further still to try to beat the others to market. Um, as far as specs are concerned, we're seeing the Snapdragon S835 Adreno 540. This is going to be a common theme. Uh, 5.3 inch, 1440p screen, probably mm. quantum dot IPS LCD again. Interesting. Uh, although it could be AMOLED, we don't really know a lot about the screen yet. Um, as far as the memory is concerned, again, I think it's pretty safe to say it'll be at least a 32 gigabyte base, uh, maybe 64 gigabyte, we just don't know. SD card looks like a yes, 6 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, it looks like it's going to have the 8 megapixel front camera and then the dual camera set up on the back, which looks to remain 8 megapixels and 16 megapixels for the two cameras on the back. Um, this is very similar to what we've seen with the V20 and the G5. Uh, at least 3000 mAh battery. We don't know the size though. Um, now, what we do have is this. Renders have leaked out of this phone. Uh, basically, OnLeaks got a hold of the CAD drawings from a case manufacturer, and they made a render based off of that and an actual CGI version of the phone. Um, from a material standpoint, it looks like they're going to shift a little bit. Um, the renders and the rumors seem to indicate they're going with a glass-style back, more like the Samsungs. Uh, it is possible they're still going to use metal, we can't really tell for sure, but the phone itself, when you look at the design, is a much 
more generic phone, I would say, as compared to the G5. You're looking at a more traditional rectangle slab that looks like glass construction with a metal um, body frame. Um, the other thing we don't know, though, is it they may be moving away from the removable battery or the opening back. Uh, for the G5, obviously, they had the detachable bottom. For the V20, they had a button that you push separately that popped off the back. And it looks like this year they may be forgoing that. We don't know for sure yet, but the renders that leaked out, it's a very clean looking phone, but it also doesn't have a lot of personality. It's a very simple looking device. Uh, fingerprint scanner on the back. Um, the dual cameras are flush with the body, which looks better than the kind of like alien looking protrusion that was on the G5. And because it may be sealed, it looks like it actually is going to have IP67 or 68 um, resist water and dust resistance this year, which was something the G5 nor the V20 had this year. Correct. So uh, that would definitely be a nice selling feature. Um, you know, the G6, from what I'm seeing, it, it looks nice, but there's nothing that stands out about it. I think what's exciting this year is it looks like from the rumors, and we're going to cover HTC and Apple, Samsung's making a big change with their design and going with this big, you know, screen to body ratio. Apple looks like it's going to remove the home button. We're going to get to that. HTC is doing some interesting stuff. We'll, we'll get to them as well. The G6 so far looks like a very, very generic smartphone. Um, if everyone else is going with small bezels this year, LG didn't get the memo. Uh, it has bezels. LG has some puzzling decisions as far as bezels. The G2 was like the gold standard for small bezels. The G3 was slightly larger. The G4 was slightly larger than that. And the G5 slightly larger still. And the G6 looks to continue that trend. So Samsung was the kind of OG small bezel company. And then in subsequent years, it's been getting kind of like larger bezels. Um, it looks like a nice phone, but there's really not a whole lot to get excited about based off of what's leaked out so far. It looks like a very straightforward, generic smartphone. And in a year where other people are taking risks, it's kind of interesting that they're not. Then again, LG took the risks last year and it didn't work out so hot. So, I don't, you know, I don't know. It, it looks fine. Their sales last year were not good, though. And in a world where Samsung and Apple are doing the things that they're doing this year, I, I'm not sure this moves the needle at all for me. What do you think? Yeah, I have to agree. I've only seen a few of the renders, but I don't think that LG is headed in the right direction. I think giving up the modularity was a good idea, but I think that you really do have to find a way to differentiate yourself, especially in this market. And again, with uh, the Note 7 kind of moving into a non-existent space, there, there was an opportunity for some OEMs to get in there. And it sounds like LG may have missed the boat yet again. Um, you know, I, I really liked the G2. I really liked the G3. Uh, I wasn't as fond of the G4. Um, I didn't care at all for the G5. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to have any opinion on the G6 because uh, I don't think it's going to do very well. It's kind of sad in a way. As of like a couple weeks ago, the V20, the LG V20, which is a very, very serviceable large phone. I mean, it, it really has almost more features than any other phone in the market. It has an IR blaster still, removable battery. I mean, it's got a lot going for it. There were more people still running Note 7s two months after the recall than there were V20s out there, um, which just goes to show what an uphill battle LG has to face. They made a great phone. The Note 7 literally exploded in everyone's faces, and there's still more Note 7s out there in the wild than there are V20s. Insane. Um, and so when you look at that, it's it's... Again, it's kind of sad because I, I do admire LG in a way for taking a risk with the G5 last year, even though it didn't work. I think they have to take risks in order to differentiate themselves from the big guys. And I understand why they went back to a more conservative design with the G6. And it's a very clean-looking phone. I mean, it's not bad at all. It looks 
it looks very much like a Samsung minus the home button. It's got the glass wafer design based off of the renders, and, and I could see why they would do that. But I don't see how it helps them. I, I don't think it does. I, and especially if they're getting rid of, you know, one of the things they have going for them right now with the enthusiast crowd is it still has an IR blaster. It still has a removable battery. If you start removing those things in order to make yourself look more like the Samsungs of the world and offer some of the features that they have, you lose some of the only things that were differentiating yourselves because, I don't know, I just think LG is going to have a real tough time out Samsung. Yeah, how, how do you beat them at their game? I don't know. I don't think they can do it. I agree. So what about HTC? You mentioned them a little bit. What, is, uh, what does HTC look like that got going in the hopper? So HTC, the room is really interesting. About three, four months ago, I guess now, there was a concept that leaked. It was for this HTC Ocean. It was by someone that worked at Samsung. It was a video that was made public. Then I think it was made private very quickly, but you know, once it's on the internet, it's out there, right? And what it basically showed was a phone that looked from the front similar-ish to an HTC 10, so you have the, the metal construction and everything that HTC is known for, but what the video showed was a phone with no buttons. So it had no volume rocker buttons and no power buttons. And in lieu of those, it had touch-sensitive bezels where you could um, slide your finger up and down for volume or double-tap it in order to bring the phone, turn the phone on or use it to scroll and all these things. And at the time, EV leaks came out and said, yes, Samsung had three Ocean variants that they were working on, and this was kind of a real thing. He didn't confirm the features. He confirmed they were working on something like this. So last night, uh, he released two videos that were, they look like Samsung, or excuse me, HTC promotional videos is what they look like. And one of them was for a phone that, again, looks very much like this concept where it shows a couple kind of out walking and they pull out the phone. And... Um, as he's looking at things, he's using these side bezels that are touch sensitive to scroll up and down. Uh, and the phone has very small bezels on the side. Um, I think it actually doesn't have a home button, which is kind of interesting because the HTC 10 did, but very clean looking front. Um, and it looks really neat. Uh, the other video was kind of something showing that HTC was going to offer like Moto Maker-esque things where you could just pick your own colors and pick your own uh, you know, back materials and that kind of thing. And it showed three unreleased devices, one of which was um, a Vive uh, uh, marketed phone. So it had the Vive marketing on the back, which for those of you that aren't familiar is what HTC uses for their VR headset. And it's kind of, it had a centered camera at the top and then it had four um, top on the top, bottom and the sides it had four uh, antenna uh, plastic um, lines, lines that look kind of neat though. It was, it was a new design. So today there's reports that those videos again were released by someone that works for the marketing team. One of which was an, the video is actually older. I don't know what to make of this. It could be a lot of noise. EV leaks is saying once again, that these are real things, but what we're kind of looking at is a Snapdragon 835 phone. 32 or 64 gigabytes, SD card, six gig of RAM. So the kind of the standard features that everyone's going with this year, 3000 mAh plus battery, back fingerprint scanner, maybe, we, we just don't know. Um, but it's an interesting design. And, and when I saw the touch bezels initially, I kind of thought, well, that looks like just something that's gonna be fragile and can probably break. And I'm not sure what it's really bringing to the table. Having watched the video though, I could actually see how it would be useful. Uh, the rumor may be that they're moving to a 5.5 inch phone for the HTC 11, which is bigger than an HTC releases have been in the past. People have kind of settled in on this 5.5 inch screen sweet spot. And it looks like HTC may be joining the party. And in that case, these touch bezels, they can be useful. And here's how, in my opinion, um, 
When you're using a phone that size, traditionally you need two hands. You're kind of holding the phone and then you're scrolling up and down with the other hand unless you have MKBHD-sized mitts. Um, they do got big hands. Yeah, that dude's got huge hands. Uh, this would allow you to use the phone one-handed and still be able to scroll on the screen without using the screen. So in other words, you'd be holding the phone normally how you normally hold a phone and you could just scroll with either one of your fingers up and down and the screen would scroll. Um, I could see some use there, actually. It's kind of neat. I also like that it's something different. Um, the G5 was something different and it didn't work because it actually involves a lot of compromises that you don't want to make. This is one of those things where it looks neat and there isn't so much in an obvious way of compromise. I can see how you could get phantom touches. I can see how maybe it wouldn't register correctly when you just want to do something as dumb as raising the volume. But it looked pretty neat. If they do something like this, I think it could stand out a little bit and it would be something where you could use it in a store and go, hey, that's a neat feature that's interesting and, and cool, but also kind of useful. So HTC may be on something here. This could all be fake. We don't really know. Um, EV Leaks is kind of standing by it saying it's real. He also released though an HTC M9 render that ended up being completely wrong and got us excited for all the wrong reasons. So this could be another case of that, but wah, wah. I'm holding out hope here. Uh, it looks really neat, interesting, cool, different. HTC needs a win here. They made a great phone last year that got totally overlooked. If they can kind of build on that momentum a little bit, do something new and different, and also beat Samsung out to market, they might be able to gain a little bit of market share back. I, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what they come up with. I'm hoping this is real. I agree. And I saw the promotional video as well. Uh, you showed it to me before we got on air. And uh, I have to admit, it, the concept of it seems really, really cool and uh, could be something good in the hopper for HTC and they surely could use a win after um, a while of not having one. So sounds like we have moved on to the final entrant on our rumor roundup list, which would be a small company some of you may have heard of, some of you may have not. Um, they're called Apple. Yeah, and we're going to move on to Apple, but before we do, I just want to throw this out there for everyone accusing us of being homers. Um, we're only covering these four companies tonight because the rumors for Sony, OnePlus, and Motorola, there's just not a whole lot out there yet. Um, those companies tend to generally, OnePlus releases their phone typically closer to June. Uh, Motorola phones have traditionally been second half phones, so I think that's probably why we're not hearing a lot. As for Sony, they really don't have much of a foothold in the U.S. marketplace anymore, so there's just not a whole lot going on with them as far as rumors are concerned. I've seen what might be a follow-up to the XZ with kind of narrower bezels and some other stuff, but there's just not enough out there to discuss yet, which is why we're not doing it. Um, as more news becomes available, we're certainly interested in what they have out there. They're just There isn't a whole lot yet, so um, I just want to throw that out there. Apple is a second-half company as well. They released their phones in September. Uh, we expect to see that again this year. Um, but there are more rumors for them already running around because of the, the gravity of their releases. So last year when we've discussed this, it looked like for the 10th anniversary of the iPhone, Apple was going to do something fairly huge and release a phone with no home button, which they've had on every single one of their phones. Um, and they were going to switch to OLED screens supplied by Samsung. So these are two huge shifts. Uh, the iPhone 7, as we discussed, made a lot of changes that we took to be positive, um, waterproofing and, and some other things. And it looked like iPhone 8 or whatever they call this 7S um, was going to be an even larger shift yet. So uh, that's kind of what we've been anticipating. In the last couple of weeks, though, the rumors have gotten muddied a little bit. Um, first of all, I've heard four different sizes being thrown about uh, as being tested. So there's a 4.7 inch, which is the bottom size phone now. 
uh, there's a lot of rumors of a five inch phone being tested, which seems kind of weird. Um, if you get rid of the home button, a five inch iPhone would be the same size as the 4.7 inch phone now. So that would make sense. But most of the rumors seem to indicate that Samsung, God, Samsung, I keep doing that. Apple may keep the 4.7 inch and five inch iPhone, which wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and then for the larger model, we've seen 5.5 inch and 5.8 inch models being discussed. Um, so there's a lot of noise out there. Um, the latest rumor came from a, a guy, I believe his name is Sonny Dixon, who has a track record of having iPhone information in advance and even some of the models in advance. Um, and from him, we're hearing that Apple may release iPhones this year that are very similar in design to the iPhone 7, meaning they may still have a home button and a similar design, and then release a third variant that's AMOLED with curved edges and no home button. To me, that seems really strange. Interesting. I don't, Very. I, I don't see why Apple would do that because if they release two phones that look virtually the same as the last three years and then they release this kind of like hero phone, why would anyone want the smaller ones? Everyone would just buy the hero phone, presumably, right? You'd think. And then if they make that in smaller numbers or can't produce as many, it seems like they're just pissing off their user base because people aren't going to be able to get the phone that they want or it's going to be back-ordered perpetually. I'm inclined to think still that Apple will release two phones this year. I'm going to guess that they may release a 5-inch smaller phone without a home button and then maybe a 5.8-inch larger phone also without a home button because I think the fingerprint, excuse me, the the footprint of those phones would be virtually the same as their phones now, so there won't be a size increase. I do think we're going to see a curved edge AMOLED screen on the, on the iPhones this year. Um, and I think they're going to use some kind of in-screen fingerprint scanner. I don't know, though. There's a lot of noise out there on this. It's it's worse than in years past. Typically, by now, we were getting a pretty good idea of what the iPhone is going to bring each year. Certainly, by February, it was like, hey, here's what the actual case is going to look like. I remember when we switched to the iPhone 5, we knew in advance. iPhone 6, we knew kind of in this time frame or had a good general idea. The rumors had aligned pretty closely. This year is not like that. Last year, I was actually more certain of what the iPhones were going to bring in the November to December timeframe last year than I am now. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. What do you make of all this? Apple's Apple's going to do something. Uh, I think we can all agree that they are looking at potentially a radical redesign of their device. And just eliminating the home button in and of itself would be a significant shift, as much of a significant shift as it would be for Samsung, which we discussed earlier. So... I think in some ways they, this is going to sound strange, but I think in some ways Apple needs a big hit, kind of like HTC and LG do. And by that, I mean only that a lot of people have panned the 6S and 7 uh, for different reasons. The 6S and 7 mostly for being more of an iterative upgrade, although the 7 does have some very interesting technology in it that Apple's iPhones previously did not have, like water resistance. They removed the headphone jack. Um, the way it works with uh, Bluetooth and their W1 chip in the in the other uh, headphones that were released at the same time as the, or at least announced at the same time as the iPhone 7, uh, are, are really r- remarkable technology. But Apple stopped selling, stopped setting, excuse me, record profits. And I think in some ways the market is worried about Apple. Apple's not worried about Apple. Uh, Tim Cook still sleeps on a giant bed made of $100 bill stacks. But 
I, I think that there are some very unusual things going on at Apple, um, not only for the iPhone division, but for all of the divisions in general. The um, AirPods were kind of a bust. The new MacBook Pros were kind of a bust and actually have quite a few people in the tech enthusiast and, and professional community up in arms. Um, so, so I think in some ways this new iPhone is going to be representative of the direction that Apple sees itself going. And if it is kind of a revolutionary change and gets back to their roots of, of being kind of revolutionary and innovative, then it could be something very successful for them. If, if some of these rumors don't pan out or if none of these rumors pan out and the iPhone 8 is basically just the new iPhone with an OLED display and you know this or that or the other thing, I think it could be um, a problem for Apple. In what way, I'm not sure, but I, I think, do you think, do you agree with me? Do you think in some ways that they kind of need this for them? Yes, which is weird to say because they're still making record profits, although they did have, I think, a yearly decline for the first time. But um, you're throwing them in there with HTC and LG, and, and that's not accurate. One of these companies, Apple, is the most profitable company in the world, and the other two are LG's mobile divisions losing money, and HTC seems to always be on the verge of being bought out by someone. But yes, um, fairly or unfairly, I think that Apple... This year, I actually think the seven unfairly is is maligned in some ways. I think it's a pretty freaking strong device. The MacBook Pro, though, I think deserves a lot of the criticism that it's getting. But yes, to your point, I think they do need a win. One of my friends was over today, and he's a huge Apple guy. He's owned Apple everything, um, and he just said offhand today we were discussing the new iPhones, and he said. Yeah, I just really feel like since Tim Cook took over, Apple has lost its way. I don't actually agree with that assessment. I think Tim Cook's a, a great CEO and a smart, reasonable man. I, I actually prefer him as a human being much more than Steve Jobs, as a matter of fact. But No argument here. Um, I do think that the company, they haven't really had any, a huge hit or something new in a while. Uh, and it's probably unfair to, it's definitely unfair to suggest that they need to have something revolutionary every year. That's just never going to be the case. Life doesn't work that way. But I think that they've used the same design three years in a row on the iPhones, um, the external design. I think that the MacBook Pro obviously was something that has not been well received in the marketplace. And, you know, the iPad line has been decreasing in sales. The, the watch has not been the hit that they wanted it to be. Um, I think this could be a good shot in the arm for them. If they, if they come out with an AMOLED, you know, a curved screen, beautiful iPhone with no home button, uh, kick-ass camera, um, the whole nine yards. I would imagine that that phone is going to be a huge seller. And I think it could get back to the, it breaks them out of the stagnation that they're in a little bit. Um, kind of ironically, it's like Samsung has been doing kind of the more of the interesting design things for better or worse. The edge screen still does not have a use case for me where I go, Oh yeah, it has this extra utility. But what it does do is it makes big phones significantly narrower. And in your hand, that's a big deal. So I give Samsung some credit there. They, they did something before everyone else, and it was something new and different. We're going to be moving on to foldable screens here. Uh, again, it sounds like Samsung may release a foldable screen device in Q4 this year. Um, and Apple's actively looking at foldable screens too. So I think this will be a good first step uh, with a curved screen iPhone. And I think that it needs a new design. Um, the other thing that they've been talking about, and this has been talked about for years, but we may actually see with the iPhone 
this year is we have phones with wireless charging in Android land where you actually still have to set the phone up on a pad and it has to line up in certain ways with the, the charging pad. The rumors for the iPhone for the last couple of years is Apple's experimenting for something where you would put the charger on your desk and as long as you get the phone within a certain distance of foot or whatever, it would start charging. You don't have to lay it on anything. You have to get it within a certain radius. Um, and, and again, the rumors suggest that maybe this year is finally going to be the year. Uh, we've heard this before. I haven't seen anything definitive, but something like that would be pretty neat. I have to be honest, that would be a feature I'd be interested in as a user. If, if I got a, a completely new body, no home button, curved screen, OLED screen, and then this kind of new wireless charging technology, those are something things where I would look at and go, wow, those are different. Um, they, they're moving things along again. It, it's definitely a, a much bigger step than the step between the 6S and the 7, for instance. So we'll see what they come up with. I am optimistic. At a glance, when I'm looking things over, I feel like the Galaxy S7 8 and S7 8 Plus, and then the iPhone, if they really make these design changes that are being rumored, could be pretty big releases as far as smartphones go, something that's beyond the normal just yearly update. Um, but we'll see what everyone actually comes up with. We just don't know. And this isn't even speaking to one of the other companies we haven't even addressed is Google with the Pixel 2 which you know is out there, there's zero rumors thus far, but I'm really excited to see what they do too, and Apple now does have to compete with them. Um, the Note 8, Pixel 2, and iPhone 8 should all be released basically within a month of each other. That's heavy competition. Apple really needs to bring its A-game, but I, I have a feeling this year they're going to they're gonna do it. I expect great things from the next iPhone. We talked a little bit earlier about 2016 being a great year for mobile technology and 2017 is shaping up to be even better, which really kind of boggles the mind because there were a great number of great devices that came out last year. And we may see not only some groundbreaking stuff from multiple different OEMs, but a significant shift in the way that mobile smartphones are, are manufactured and, and produced for people. Um, you know, the integration with AI, the integration for uh, augmented reality and virtual reality, AR and VR, uh, all of those things will shape the future of mobile smartphone devices. And we're probably going to see a lot of it this year. And it's an exciting time. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, last year was great. I th this year's going to be exciting, I think. I think we're going to see companies try different things. And we saw a little of this last year with Motorola, with the Moto Mods, and with LG, with the G5 and their failed modularity. But I think, I, I don't know, this year, a lot of these guys have nothing to lose. Um, HTC is not going to improve its position in the market if it brings basically an HTC 11 that's an HTC 10 with better specs. That's just not going to do it. So Nope. I think LG is obviously trying something different with the G6, even if it's a little too plain for my taste. It's a step up from the G5, certainly. HTC appears to be trying something new. Samsung, it looks like, is going to bring a new form factor. Apple's going to bring potentially a new form factor. It's exciting from the standpoint of people are trying different things, and we just haven't seen a lot of that in the last couple of years. And they're not all the same experimentation. What I mean by that is like we saw two modular phones last year. It's like this year we're really getting a wide variety of different things. Touch bezels, removal of home buttons, um, a lot of different things. So it'll be exciting. I hope, God, that the rumors don't end up being wrong and we just get a series of phones that are basically the, the same slabs as last year. But 
I don't see that being the case. I think this year is going to be an interesting year, and um, that's not even taking into account things like the iPads, which also are rumored to get rid of their home button and have a, you know, in the same size as the current 9.7-inch iPad, they would have a 10.9-inch screen, I think is what they're talking about, with no home button. So we may see that late first quarter as well. Um, I don't know. This year so far seems exciting. I'm looking forward to it. As am I. And uh, you can always make sure to check in with us because we will be covering all of it. 2017 has just begun and uh, there's a lot to get to still. So very exciting. Very exciting. Anything else before we wrap up, Sean? Nah, it's good to be back, you guys. And we'll have another one probably around Mobile World Conference. That's going to be a fairly large event in the mobile space. So there should be lots of announcements. I think we'll have a lot to talk about. For sure, for sure. As always, you can catch up with us on SiliconTheory.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Silicon Theory. And subscribe to the Silicon Theory podcast. Or if you don't want to do any of that and you just have some ideas for future shows, go ahead and hit us up at our inbox, SiliconTheory at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Good have a good guys. one. We'll talk to you soon.